Hi everyone, this is Jules, your host of All Things Eisen Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. While I know that Black History Month is a U.S. tradition and not something that's necessarily talked about in Iceland, even though I am seeing some creators who are mixed talking about it, I still decided that I wanted to dedicate the month of February to telling the stories of Black and mixed people in the country, or at least the ones that I've had the chance to interact with. If you are curious about some awesome Icelandic Black history, I suggest watching my video about Hans Janotin, Iceland's first Black citizen back in the 1800s, and listening to the podcast episode that I did with Gisli Paulson, who is an anthropologist and an author, and he specifically is the author of the book called The Man Who Stole Himself, which is about the story of Hans Janotin. To kick off this month of sharing stories of people who are Black and mixed race, I am sharing my interview with Innocentia Fiatte Fridgeirsson. And some of you might be aware if you listen to my older episodes that normally an Icelandic person has son at the, or daughter at the end of their name because they're either the son or daughter of an Icelandic person. But in her case, she took the name of her husband's last name or surname. So that's why you hear son at the end, just as a note to those who might be wondering. Inno, which is another nickname of hers, is lovingly called Mama Gana. And she's an absolute ball of sunshine. Her happiness is infectious and she has such amazing energy. She gives you insight into how she came to Iceland from Ghana, how it's been for her being here for something like two decades, and of course, spreading her positivity, because that's just the kind of person that she is. And so I hope that this interview brightens your day and that you get some insight here, especially when it comes to people who have gotten degrees in other countries that don't get recognized here in Iceland, because we do hit on that a little bit. And that, of course, is a tough topic because for many people who might be highly educated somewhere else and that certification or that degree does not apply one-to-one with Iceland in terms of recognition, the, many of those people have to start over, even though they spent so many years becoming an expert in something. So insight there, I think, can be helpful for people who are looking to move to Iceland or just kind of curious about how that works, because it's something that a lot of people learn the hard way and no doubt can be quite discouraging for some. Before jumping into the interview, I'd like to share the winners of the Icelandic book giveaway. First, thank you to everyone that entered. I chose the winners at random and here they are. Rodolfo won The Story of the Blue Planet. Kate won Love Star, and Christy won On Time and Water. Congratulations to the winners, and I will reach out to each of you via email so I can get you your book, because I'll need your address in order to do that. Also, I added a new benefit to the membership levels of the All Things Iceland Patreon community. If you are in the Alfheimar, Bivrust, and Ausgarder membership tiers, you can submit questions for my guests now, which is pretty cool. And I'm essentially letting my patrons know in advance 
who I plan to interview and a little bit about that person's background so they can think of questions that they would like to ask that individual. So for this month, I had already interviewed all these people beforehand. But starting in March, you'll hear the first episode of when I was able to get patrons to be able to submit their questions. So in the future, that will just be a part of the interview process in the podcast, which I think is pretty fun. So just an FYI, if you have in your mind thought, oh, I would love to be able to ask a question to one of the people that Jules is interviewing. Now, through the All Things Ison community on Patreon, you have the ability to do that. Ultimately, I make the choice about which question gets asked. But if I do ask a question of one of my members submitted, I will say something, for example, Liz from the All Things Icing community wants to know and then whatever the question is. And of course, I just think this is a really fun way to get audience participation and for you to potentially get an opportunity to ask a burning question that you might have for one of my guests. Along with this benefit, there are many other benefits to being part of the community, which includes every month I do an Ask Me Anything live video chat calls. I do Icelandic Folklore Friday every week and more. Sometimes some behind the scenes stuff, which can be kind of fun. So to join the All Things Iceland Patreon community, you can go to patreon.com forward slash all things Iceland. A link to that page will be in the show notes as well. Lastly, just giving a shout out to my Ausgardur tier members who get a shout out once a month in the podcast. So Oliver, Julia, Paul, Noah, Betty, and Mark, thank you so much for your support. Members of that tier also get a special gift from me each year that they remember. All right, now let's jump in to the interview with Mama Gana. Faka þér kælegar fyrir að hlusta og góðu skemmtun. Mama Gana. That's me. Yeah, nice to have you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And you have a fascinating story. You've been in Iceland for quite a while. Yeah. And you're always a ball of sunshine, as I like to say. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And so it would be awesome just to get a little background about you for the listeners so they can understand where you're from. And how did you end up in Iceland? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. <laughs> I'm a Ghanaian, a proud one. And from the southern of Ghana. And we speak uh, different dialects as well in Ghana. But I speak Ere or Anglo language. Yeah, that is my mother tongue. I came to Iceland, like you say, 2002. And I'm still here. Anyway, I told myself I'll just go for 10 years. For 10 years? <laughs> Why Iceland though? What made you choose Iceland? Oh, because uh, my husband is an Icelander. Okay. Oh, I met my husband and then I followed him to Iceland later. Did you meet him in Ghana? Yeah. So okay. he came to Iceland and then later I follow up. So it was love that brought me to Iceland, like I always say. Yeah. We, we share people, that story. Exactly. We are on the same page. Icelandic <laughs> people always say... Uh, Austin drove me here, like love brought me here. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. So, yeah. And what was it like growing up in Ghana? Yeah, actually, growing up in Ghana, I think it's the amazing place that everyone would love to be born in, you know, like my son. <laughs> <laughs> he always want to be born in Africa. And 
it's it's a fun fantastic thing, but it's just the difference like the many people and then you come to the place where there's like maybe quarter or that one fourth of the nation where you are coming from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like that. And also um how families kind of unite, you know when you compare those moments or times about it's something different. Yeah. Whether if, even if you have money or you don't have money, there's always joy, laughter. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, just name it, you know. You can go to anybody's house without invitation. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to visit your family or whatever, plan things to do together. It can be classmates just organizing some weekend or Easter party together and do some sort of things like that. So I mean, I do meet, uh, miss those, you know, moments okay. actually. Or some evenings how me and my sisters and half siblings or wherever, cousins come together and chit chat and <laughs> laugh it up, you know. So, yeah. So, and then when you came, you came here and you were like almost always you. Yeah. Alone, maybe so to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, at least in Iceland, it can be like just the family, maybe your husband's yeah, your family. Yeah, your husband and your husband's family. Yeah. And sometimes I say, he was like, I said, oh my God, honey, I don't have friends. And I'm like, how oh, about you have my sisters? And the <laughs> sisters are one, your family, and they're my sister-in-laws. Yeah. So I have to give them that respect. Yeah. With my friends, we can chat <laughs> about everything right about yeah everything. but my sister-in-law with my african uh, heritage or something i have to give them that respect yeah. i cannot just get up and go to them hey can you cook this i'm coming no i can't do that to auntie so i i always call her franca because my son has to call them franca yeah so so like okay so you use like titles and stuff because exactly used, yeah because we don't just call our elderly people's name or somebody who's older than you the name just like that yeah. so i find it difficult even still i find it difficult just calling somebody's name just like that yeah. i kind of like still i'm not getting rid of it anyway. yeah yeah i i can agree i grew up with the same thing yeah. so like we have my aunts and uncles we call them aunt whatever their name is so exactly. I'm like uncle jamie like it's never just i can never say jamie exactly. who's my mother's yeah, brother right brother, like that's yeah. just disrespectful yeah so and you have to call uncle jamie or uncle this and that yeah so here it's like when i hear it I'm like, so i yeah. have to teach my son also he was like yeah but in iceland we don't do that so when <laughs> i go to africa i do that <laughs> I said, when you don't practice now, how am I going to remember yeah. it, you know? Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I go to Africa, I'll do it. So, And you'll be like, yeah, mama, don't confuse me. Because it's like I'm going to see every black person or African person in Iceland. I'll call it auntie, auntie. Said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I grew up with the same thing. But like, yeah, I, my, my really good friends, their their parents basically came became like family. Yeah. They're, even though they're just neighbors. And we called them like... If we didn't call them aunt, then it would be like Miss or Mister. Yeah, like it's exactly. Just, yeah. yeah, it's the same culture, you know. Yeah. We, we, uh, because it's kind of like transgressing, going from one place to another. Right. They carry it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So 
that is where probably if we meet the African and Black and Americans or whatever, because the culture it's inside in the yeah, yeah in the uh, in the blood or the our DNA. So definitely we connect somewhere, and the culture, uh, you know, it's there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Okay, so that was one culture shock, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> coming over. Were there any other things? I mean, because first you're coming from a place where it's predominantly people of color, right? Yeah. yeah. And now you're in a place where there's not. Hardly anybody. Only me. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand two. This is like yeah. how many people that yeah. looked like you were around? Probably but, not many. Yeah, it's only me most of the time in those times, and even still sometimes. But now it changes a little bit. Yeah. But one thing with me, I always have to be me. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know where I learned it from, but probably I always tell myself, you got to be you. And always you, because if I'm trying to be somebody else, who is going to be me? Mm. Yeah, that's my policy. So nobody I, can be a better you than you. Exactly. Even though some people call me like uh, the first time I had that show, somebody from America said, "Wow, you look like Oprah." Did somebody ever tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> Even my son would always say when he sees her on uh, on the. TV, you say, Mom, Mom, come and see your mom. <laughs> when he <laughs> was young. Your mom. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he was young, he usually do that. And also one of my friends, uh, husband also, whenever I look at you, I always just see Oprah in you. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm Oprah, no, but so bad. I'm always going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I always tell myself that. And I feel proud to be an African as well. So I remember one time, I came 2002, and then in July, so I think a year after, or uh, yeah, I came July, August, I, my husband's family, they are doing family reunion, uh, we call it uh, Itamot, mm-hmm. it's over 200 people, I woke up morning, took my shower, dress up, I went around the <laughs> tents, okay. introduced myself. Oh. The Queen of Africa. The Queen of Africa. <laughs> Hello, good morning. How are you doing? Oh yes, God. the Queen of Africa. I shook hands with everybody and everybody. Yes, Wait, yes. Of, of all of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> the proud of Africa. The proud Africa is among you yeah, here. So I just make notice that yes, I exist. <laughs> I'm available. I'm sure they never forgot that moment. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. How was it for you getting adjusting to the weather and adjusting to being in this place where like it's there's so much darkness and the 24 hour brightness in the summer? Yeah, it's amazing actually. When I was coming, I even started getting you know fear of the weather before yeah. coming. So I brought a very big <laughs> coat with me. Okay. I'm like, oh, I don't know how this weather is going to be like. And because my husband usually was like, when you are coming, don't bring anything. What? We have clothes here. We have clothes here. Besides, you're coming in summer. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When last minute when I was coming, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just get prepared. <laughs> so no matter what, and I bought some long jackets. And when I came, because I came through Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and the sun was so burning, I'm like, wow, okay. Then I started to believe what he said. No, don't bring anything. When yeah. you come in, there is so much sun, and you're gonna enjoy it. So I'm like, 
oh okay so my jacket was just on my arm with my hand luggage I was driving in and then after that month goes by and things started changing and already I made up my mind winter time I'm not gonna leave the house <laughs> or anywhere oh no <laughs> <laughs> that was my mind you know and he's like wow honey with winter or no winter, life continues. Mm. So you just have to dress well after the weather. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to get freezing in the <laughs> in the snow anyway. And my uncle also told me, "Hi, you are going to Iceland? Did you hear the name? <laughs> you walk in the ice." I'm like, okay, don't tell me anything. Let me go. Yeah, it's human being. There are human beings living there, right? And let me go if I can't. Give me one month. If I can't stay, I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> so I came and I just wait because I even love it winter. Winter, you see, sometimes it's sunny and the, yeah. the weather is so bright and it's warmer even. So I'm like, okay. So I give the name to the weather, five minutes weather. <laughs> yeah, because it's like every five minutes it changes. Yeah. And it can be raining. And then after that, you see it's winding and it's snowing and it's sunning. Then like, You'll be like, <laughs> and you know, it's better you dress well so when it changes, you can take off rather than underdressing yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know. So by and by, we start learning. I try to, you know, encourage myself because there's nobody I'm going to go to and say, how should I do this or whatever. So, and he took me to the shop also and let me buy the necessary clothes that is needed. So I've been managing and I'm still here. Yeah. And I tell the same story to other people that, okay, you have to dress well after the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a history passed down to. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's the best advice I can give you is have good clothing. And take Lisi. Yeah, oh, goodness. Yeah. So for people who don't know, Lisi is cod liver oil yeah. and it has vitamin yeah. D in it and probably other vitamins too, but yeah. mostly it's taken for vitamin D. Vitamin D, yeah. yeah. So it's very important to take that every day yeah i take a, a vegan version of it yeah but still like vitamin yeah. d is, is super important it's, it's, especially yeah, when you have from so chat beds also yeah. yeah and when you have so much melanin in your skin yeah. like we do we have to because it's like even in the summertime you can't get enough sun. yeah like even with 24-hour brightness it gets cold enough. so you have yeah. to take it so one thing i found out about that if i take it like winter time it can be whatever when it's seven or freezing or whatever when i take lisi i usually don't feel cold Oh, that's one thing I noticed about it. So okay. it kind of fascinating for me that okay, it's a mass. Before I always say, oh, I eat a lot of fish, so there's no need taking it plus. Yeah. You know, that's what my own <laughs> understanding of it. But I kind of realized that oh, living in this country with your bones or blah blah blah, coming from the tropical area to this yeah. place, I have to you know protect myself. Yeah. And was your family like, because you mentioned about your uncle and like yeah. the name Iceland, but was your family like, oh no, like Iceland? Or were they no, excited no, no. for you? Were they- yeah, I was more than anything excited to go and see something uh, somewhere else. Yeah. Because I, I kind of like change of environment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think like in my family, I'm the number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, even in, uh, in Ghana, I, I go to this place. And that place just to kill boredom. <laughs> so I I do that. So it's not kind of new to 
me me or or my family yeah they're kind of like oh yeah of course i know it oh that's one it's me and my cousin we uh, her name is mauko and i'm maushi our african names okay and then we are so like twins so we check on the families every corner they are (laughs) if we hear about you staying here okay we are going to find a way to get there and see where you are staying and see you are okay and everything know that connect with you so we we kind of like that and one day her mother said like because uh our mothers are our sisters yeah yeah like first cousins or something and she she is like how come you people are so alike Because we just met at school, actually. Oh, okay. We just met at school, the second school I went, and she was also there, then we met, and then she looked at me, and then uh, we just uh, like, who are you? <laughs> who are your parents? So I'm like, is your mother this? And she was like, ha. And I'm like, I asked you the question, just answer. And she said, yes, how do you know? I said, I, I don't know. I can't really explain why you just connect, you yeah. know. So we, we planned that day after school. We're going to visit home. <laughs> so I went with her we, to the, their home. We have to walk how many miles or something. So I went and I met her mom. And she was like, ah, this is you, Moshi. So we started, you know, it started from there. So nice. think we just, you know, connect. And then, it's, then I know now I know all the of them i think it were like seven in number or something like, because there were some twins born in yeah so. is that similar kind of like in iceland like where you were from that you can like talk to each other and be like who's your mom blah blah, blah and like kind yeah. of trace yeah the yeah. most especially when the families they know i don't know how they look at it or how they search it or something like that when they see you they they feel it or something like that yeah. so i think that was kind of what happened to us because we never met before no Ah. Then we just met at the school, yeah. and then we were like, and everybody was just kind of looking at each other. You might be this person's child, right? This and that. I'm like, and I think maybe either their mother used to talk to them about me. I don't yeah. know because I was four years when my mom died. Oh wow! So yeah, when my mom died, so everybody kind of know me that I don't know them. Yeah. So okay, because I, I have see. to stay with my grandma. Okay. Yeah. So. And that was kind of how it is. <laughs> okay, understandable. Okay, yeah, that's so fascinating because like it just made me think of like in Iceland when people meet each other, they yeah, immediately they go know. like, "Who?" Yeah, they always like, "Wait, who do you? Who are your parents?" And then like, "Who do you know this person?" Blah blah. blah. Yeah. When they start that, you will be like, "Yeah, yeah." I yeah. usually do you know. I said Iceland is so small. Probably they can even be in their kitchen and know every corner of Iceland, and then who lives there. Whose parents is that, 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 that? I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's really amazing. (laughs) To be honest, they're so amazing, so clever with this. I'm like, still, I wonder over it. I'm like, I ponder. I'm like, hmm, this is something good to know. They can tell you everything. My husband sometimes says, I don't know how come we in Iceland, we know everything about every other countries, but people don't know about us. I said, well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, they're learning a lot now, that's for sure. <laughs> and regarding learning Icelandic, because you do speak Icelandic. and Yeah, I speak a little bit. Yeah, you don't speak a little bit. <laughs> you're, being, you're being humble. 
I'm, I'm still learning, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. a lifelong process, isn't it? So, did you go to school to learn? Yeah. Or? Okay. Actually, like I said, I came in July, 16th July, mm-hmm. 2002. I never forget my date. date. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I went straight to school in September. Mm. Yeah, because my husband got me registered to to go and study the language at house school in Iceland or something. No, no, no. I just by then we have a language school called uh, Namsfloka. Okay. Yeah. So that was where I went. Then from there I went to um, T school. But by then uh, it's the big church. It's close to the big church. The technical school close to the big. It's close to the big church or the hospital where I work. Yeah. It's close there. Uh, they, by then, they call it Nibwa. Okay. Something like that. Excuse me. So, I went there. And then to Mimi. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So, you've taken, like, different courses. Courses at different places just to mingle with new people. Yeah. And then we all see our standard, how it's going or yeah. something like that. So. And do you feel comfortable having conversations with people? Yeah. Yeah. I think... There's one thing I always tell myself if, I don't know, when I came, I was like, uh, okay, when you are going to live in this country, you have to learn the language. Keep it in your, <laughs> at the back of your mind. <laughs> like You have to learn the language and communicate with the people so you don't be isolated. Right. Because language unites people, you know. Yeah. Language and food and music unite people. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn the language if I'm going to stay here. So I can communicate with the people so they will not always look at me like a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always want to, because I'm somebody who cannot stay alone the whole day. <laughs> so I have to learn the language so that I can, you know, uh, unite myself with the people or that mingle with the people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what I did mostly. I'm like, okay, I have to learn. At school, the teacher said, mm, this language is very difficult. Even the women from Denmark stay here over 30 years, they cannot speak the language. I'm like, Whoa. minus me. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn this language and teach it. That was oh, my thought. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. That was, you know, that was my aim. Like, oh, I have to learn it and so that I can teach other people. Right. So I was forcing so hard <laughs> to learn it so that I know something I can be able to teach somebody. I'm like, 30 years? Yeah. I do know of people who've lived here for 20 years at yeah. least who don't speak the language. They don't and speak it because probably they just close everything. Yeah. They probably don't value it or don't think they can do it. They, or yeah, something. it's a lack yeah. of confidence for a lot of people. Exactly. Sometimes people maybe don't want to make the mistake. Mm-hmm. So that's where they don't come up with it or something. But for me, just reach a level, I'm like, well, it's not my mother talk. Even Icelandic themselves, they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. When they are speaking Icelandic, when you speak, they say hi. I say, but you people are speaking this and we learn from you. Oh, no, that's not how we say it. That's okay, but this is how they say it and I heard it. So I always ask my teachers, I was like, yeah, uh, some most of the Icelandic people don't speak the realm of the language. So they confused us. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while, doesn't it? it? Takes, yeah, it takes time. It's like the grammar, all this stuff. Yeah. If you want to follow completely the g- grammar, it's going to take you ages. Yeah. But 
one thing I like or love about them, when you are making the effort, they help you. Yes. They correct you when you make a mistake. But because if I don't make the mistake, how would I be corrected? Right. Yeah. So I have to speak it out. Somebody hear it and say, oh, it doesn't go well. This way, we have to say it this way. Yeah. One of my sister-in-laws taught me a lot because she doesn't speak English. Mm. So when I had my son, she was most of the time with me. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So they make me, I don't really feel like lonely most or around that time, she come and take me out when my husband is working. Then we go out with the baby and then come back and we talk. So she helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yes, yeah. that's great that you were able to yeah. find common a common way to communicate. Of course, Icelandic, but yeah. it, I'm sure it took you know a lot of trial and error. Of course, <laughs> trial and error, and also uh, by then uh, we have this uh, Oprah program on the TV that I always watch and then write down some short, short sentences. Yeah. So I just listen and then do a lot of writing. Yeah. And also uh, garden lights. <laughs> I give great thanks to garden light. Like, like a soap <laughs> opera or something like that. Yeah, right? they, yeah. It was some sort of series. So they do it. So, and I watch it. I think they show it 12 o'clock Saturdays by then. And then also five o'clock in the evening, so something like that. I make myself so ready <laughs> because it's in English in an American program. Right. They do it in English, and then so and then they translate in Icelandic. Yeah. So I open my ears so <laughs> much. So it's helped me. By then also, then I'm, I was not working because I was with the baby. Right. So those times, that's where I realized that oh, I start to pick it more than I used to do before. Yeah. yeah. And did you start to notice after you were living here for a while, like other Africans starting to live in Iceland, right? Because you were mentioning when you first came, yeah. it was pretty much just you. But did you start like seeing other people? Who yeah, like there you? were other, but we, it's just because we are not many. Yeah. So you hardly see people around. Even by then we have, a, they have a, a, a pub. Mm. It's an uh, African pub before. Okay, wow. Yeah. And it's only, I don't know why they closed it, or maybe the owner left the country or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Piano Bar. Okay. Yeah. So, and I got to know about it from people. They always ask me, have you been to Piano Bar? I'm like, ha, huh? where is that? What is that? So they would say, oh, it's at this place. And so you, yeah. Okay. So when you go there, you meet a lot of black people there. You know, by then also the, the base was here. So it was a different... Mm life all together yeah. actually yeah yeah it was very lovely so then uh i think by then also nigerians were more than others the others africans you might see one and one yeah but the nigeria the number was a little bit more than other countries okay, or something. okay. when you had your son now this is kind of like a new dynamic of course right <laughs> yeah. and he's growing up basically in iceland and what was that like having a mixed child growing up in this society where maybe he doesn't see other kids that look like him either? Yeah. But to to him or to both of us, it was fun in a way because it's like when they have these blended kids, yeah. it's like a gold for them. Mm. Oh, you you might be alone somewhere. Maybe nobody's talking to you. But yeah. when you have this miss kids with you yeah you see yourself 
Hey, wow, beautiful. Wow, so so the concept. Oh my god, Nami. <laughs> and no but you are completely left nobody. <laughs> They're just talking to the kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I see that a lot, you know. I'm like the, nobody minds you. You are not maybe like important now. It's just the baby. Yeah. They will say all kinds of sweet words, kind of admiring. Oh my god, just I'm so very like Icelanders are very welcoming to your child. Yeah, yeah. very much. It, he's very welcoming child. He's friendly, very friendly as yeah. well. Even yeah. after now, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and very in school friendly. and everything else. Yeah, is, yeah. Okay. So when because sometimes when we go to meeting, school meeting, like parents meeting, I'm like the the teachers always say, oh, he has the most friends in the school. <laughs> well, he's like his mom. I, I think. <laughs> I, I think he got that. Yeah. Book, that you're very social <laughs> you know like so many people <laughs> it's like his friends i'm like sometimes i don't even know. i lost counting so i stopped yeah, counting I'm okay like, who are you <laughs> were you here last time no ma that's not him i'm like oh okay <laughs> so even now i just stop asking yeah yeah because there are many <laughs> sometimes in my home is like five or six kids or whatever wow. sometimes even more and his father will be like ah how come he knows all these people? Allow him. Mm-hmm. He knows people in Moses by acronyms, wherever. Wow, <laughs> so okay. I just like, okay, leave his life alone. Me, I'm, I'm <laughs> in my own corner here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, and you've been back to Ghana to visit. Yeah. Do you go back like often? Or? Actually, <laughs> I when I came first, 2002, and I went back 2007, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. good stretch of time. Yeah. I went 2007, and I went again 2018. 18? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, my husband's family went with us 2007. We went to um, Ghana's independent uh, time, around that time. Okay. They wanted to see. Like a celebration type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, anniversary time. So, they went with us, and it was fun. yeah. So. so that must have been really interesting, though, going yeah. back. Because like, you, you're now, like, you used to live there, and now you're, like, a tourist. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how has that been, like, going back to Ghana these different times, and, and your son, for instance? Yeah, and... yeah. Oh, he loved it, actually. He loved it a lot. And then he got this kind of addicted to fun ice. Fun ice? What is <laughs> yeah. that? It's like you got here, we can find ice cream. It's called fun ice cream. And uh, he loved it. It's more or less. We don't have a type here to compare with, okay. actually. But we have it like a fun yogurt, also by seeing as some of form of sachet freezing. Okay. So you can just squeeze it and, and ah, okay. it's so delicious. <laughs> and you can eat it with meat pie or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he will go. He kind of maneuver just like this. <laughs> he knows how to go to the shop and buy what he wants. And, and I'm like, where are you? Where are baby? Oh, I went to the shop to buy fine yogurt. <laughs> very independent. Oh, very much. <laughs> Straight away, he knows how to go, and he even know the the currency than I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah, and very much. While you've been here, you've you've been working here. Obviously, you've been having a family. And you've also been getting involved in different associations. Yeah. And specifically, you're involved in one that has the acronym WOMEN. Yeah. But it's basically for 
foreign women, women of foreign origin, yeah. right, who live in Iceland. Can you talk a little bit about that organization and what the purpose of that organization is? Yeah, um, the foreign women in Iceland is a group for the foreign women so uh, they can take care of their needs and uh, connect, have a, some sort of sisterhood or something like that. Because sometimes some of the experiences differ from one person to another. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes uh, I may not know the original problem in the families on the relationship or the in the marriage or something. Mm-hmm. But sometimes also it's good for somebody when you are alone, for for example, like my type, I'm alone. I don't have any family in Iceland or right. a sister or cousin or whatever. It might be very difficult for me when I have a problem whom to talk to. Right. So we're kind of setting as a channel. Okay. Yeah. Great. To them. So that is where we uh, we go. Uh, we used to have like a no, I'm scared, courses to know how to handle the distance and then to receive when some cases like this come. Yeah. So how to deal with it and just to support the person so know that he's, he or, uh, she's not alone. Right. Or, uh, um, some people also don't know actually the, their rights mm-hmm. or, or where to seek the information. So that is the purpose of the foreign women in Iceland, to show people the way where they can seek information. Right. And then tell them the uh, Human Rights Office is there if we have that number, you can give it to them or women shelter here and there. Actually, when I was coming to Iceland, I met the women shelter at the airport. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they gave me their number their, and they talk about it. I'm like, huh, what for? I mean, I'm just going to meet my husband. So I said, but you never know. Yeah. So, so I mean, was she just happened to be in the airport, this person? Yeah, they, they usually, because... Mostly, that's where you can meet many people. Ah. When the people comes here, where do you? How do you yeah. meet them? So I think it was a reasonable thing or very good point of contacting the foreign women before coming to Iceland. Actually, mm-hmm. that's where I got the contact from. Okay. Yeah. So and I kind of like. I think it's very perfect because when people come in here, they are everywhere. You don't really know where. But when you are there. They call me aside and they start to talk to me in some small office there. Mm. <laughs> they talk to me. So at first, uh, it didn't occur to me why they should be doing that. I mean, you, because you are just coming full of love and you know you are coming to meet your love, you're coming to another country. You have all kinds of positive things in your yeah. mind, you know? So, and I think that are the things that push me going because yeah. I look at the positive side. Than looking at negative side of everything or whatever, right. yeah, because maybe the negative side will wear me down. Mm. But so I look at the positive side and in every situation or everything. So I, huh? Okay, let me just get a number. So I just got it to put it in my purse, you know. So that that's what the group do, and okay. then yeah, direct people. Because they meet also Tuesdays, uh, yeah, in the evening from 8 o'clock to 10, o- uh, 10 o'clock. Okay. And yeah. have, like, people be able to meet each other. Yeah, and in the office and things. talk and they speak different languages from Thai to Philippine, English and other. Polish. And all yeah, those, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, really fascinating. I think it's great. That it's that's it's very great to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. you never know what people are going through, you know. 
So if somebody is open enough and then also they translate uh, some of the script or the laws and this and that for other languages so people can have access to. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. As, as well, you're involved with the new constitution. <laughs> and this is being led mostly by women, isn't it? Yeah, it's just by the athletic yeah. women, yeah. And, and also the foreigners, though. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what the other aspect to this is really fascinating to me is that the I'm glad that foreign women are also getting involved in this, yeah. right? Because you're a citizen. Yeah. And being a part of the society is very important. Yeah, it's a very important to feel yeah. like you're, you know, civic duty in essence, exactly. right? Is to help to make sure that the country is going on the right way. Yeah. And one of the big problems right now is that the constitution is very <laughs> old. Yeah. Doesn't meet the modern needs of the people. Yeah. They're not changing the constitution. So we mean we have to stand up and do something. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a big, big gathering on Saturday. Yeah, so there's a Saturday, lot that's happening yeah. around this. I was supposed to go by because I was working. So I couldn't. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but in the, in the same vein, like I think it's just great that you're involved in these different ways, yeah. and you are quite the awesome cook. I know because I've had some of your delicious food. Oh, thank I've you! I've been honored to have that. Thank you. And you cook at the Alonspitali Hospital, yeah. but you also are doing some of your own kind of on the side cooking and events and things like yeah, that. I do that. So, what can you talk a little bit about? Like, you know, it's just it's like a passion of yours. Is Mama Ghana gonna have a restaurant one day? <laughs> I- Actually, it is the target, but I have not reached there yet. Okay. I have a passion for it, actually, because I've been cooking since I was a little girl. And I feel so proud doing it because I remember uh, I cooked for my uh, uncle. He took to America. When he came home with his wife, I cooked for them. And he was like, wow, you small girl can cook this dish. Mm-hmm. I, he wanted to take me with him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to take me with him, but my grandma didn't allow. And then I feel so proud. I'm like, oh, my God, I can cook and it took to America. <laughs> I'm so happy about it. I never forget it, actually, <laughs> because we have to drove more than an hour for probably like from here to cell uh, force or something to buy the tilapia wow. and come and grill and do the cooking with crab and everything, you know. And I see to it that I did it and everything. I was so, I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, I cook for people. Sometimes I go to Akranes also when people are doing some home party or organize or something like that. So I go and do that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe in the, in the near future we'll... Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> in regards to your interactions, because obviously it sounds like you've had uh, quite a positive experience in Iceland. Granted, there can be hard times, you know, things that happen. Have you experienced any discrimination here? Or did, you know, possibly like people treating you differently for some reason or other? Actually, I don't have much kind of uh, negative side to talk much about mm-hmm. but sometimes maybe some things might, they might do it unaware for example like yeah. you can go to the bank or hospital you might even experience it yourself if your husband with with you mm. then like the attention 
It's on it's him. On him. They direct everything to him mm-hmm. and ignore you, even though it concerns you. It can be maybe you want to open bank account or yep. something happened or blah 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 because of language. Yes. I agree with this. Yeah. I've, so, I've had this happen to me and it was really frustrating. Yeah. Instead of me taking it like, oh, it's racist or something, I kind of understand it that way that it's the language mm-hmm. that make them because they feel comfortable speaking their own language mm-hmm. and then neglecting us. Yeah. Which is not good in a way because when you are working in such a place, you're supposed to have a direct language that uh, meets everybody's needs. Yeah. So they have, to, if they are working in the bank, you have to learn English at least because it's kind of international language. Yeah. They can speak with everyone. Probably I'm not asking them to go and learn Thai, Polish, Ghana, Tongo, uh, however you call it, language or whatever. But English is international. So when you are working in the bank, I expect them to do that and then face me, talk to me. Yeah. Know that I'll be asking my husband, what are they saying? Yeah. Or the, I want the direct conversation. Right. Especially if it concerns you. Yeah, like because the... it concerns me. It's me. You know, that one, I don't agree with them doing that. Yeah. It's not fun, actually. Yeah, I can agree. That's yeah. what, that's a, like, a, like, I'm, like you're mentioning, it's a big motivator to learn the language because it's then you can be like, hey, I'm the one who needs this service. Please talk to me about it. And sometimes when you do that, they're like, oh, oh, sorry. You know, like, yeah, I do. I tell them because I don't want somebody to take my right away from me and I don't allow people to do that to me. Yeah, exactly. So with that, people can say I'm hard or something. I don't know how to put it. Like I'm being difficult or something. No, No. it's just my right. And I don't want to just let it fall out. Yeah. It's my time so yeah. even when i was pregnant sometimes i tell my husband stay home yeah i go to my <laughs> i go alone yeah i said i'm like nah, let me just go myself so they can talk to me right yeah i agree i've yeah. done similar I, mean, I go to places like when i have doctor appointment or whatever i'm like no you are not coming with me you go to work i go myself <laughs> i put the appointment on the day that i'm free <laughs> so he's working and i go <laughs> because I want to stand uh, for myself, yeah. you know, not to be dependent on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like without him, maybe I cannot stand on my own or do this. <sighs> Come on. I, I call myself woman of independent means. Yeah. <laughs> so it, and it helps me a lot. Yeah. And that's great that you have yeah. that attitude because for some people it can make you go very inside of yourself because you're now yeah. feeling so different. Like a baby. Yeah. Because somebody have to do everything for you because of the language. Yeah. It's not like you are not capable of doing things for yourself. It's just the language yeah. that makes the difference and, and make us like feel isolated because we cannot express ourselves right. well enough or, you know, or we feel ashamed also speaking it. And then we kind of like quelling in some one corner and then by the time you realize you are being brushed off yeah oh i want to be noticed wherever i go right yeah and you are i mean like i mentioned you're a big ball of sunshine so it's noticed in a positive way which is great and you're also very like you have positive energies and i think people respond to that well right and in Iceland, it's not like you can outwardly tell when people are happy sometimes <laughs> or like if they're being welcoming to you. I mean, it takes like a minute before yeah. they like decide to smile. If yeah. they're going to smile, like you just never know because no, their faces you don't, don't know. give it yeah. away. It's not even, uh, they're not even probably, sometimes it's just 
their mind is very far away from you. Yeah. Somebody can be here, you're talking to you, the person is not there. Yeah. It's just there in the body you're seeing, but yeah. the mind is very far away. Then so I, I start not to be bothered by that attitude or something like that. Sometimes also I try to assess the environment also just to speak English and see mm. the reaction or something like yeah. that. Then when you switch to speak Icelandic, they will, wow, you see that when maybe before you you are only alone here or only one person, you see that they are surrounding a lot of people around because you start to speak Icelandic yeah. so everybody feels comfortable right. to listen to you or to have a conversation with you because now you are speaking their language, right. yeah. you see. So you see that, oh, okay. That's why I say language means a lot. Yes, I agree with you. And it takes you... Since I start to speak Icelandic, I usually tell some uh, other African people, it's very important. Whether you come today or not, try to speak Icelandic, go to the school, learn it. It's not going to be 100%, but at least you're making the efforts. Yeah. And people and appreciate by that. Then, yeah, they appreciate it. And by then, you don't feel alone also mm -hmm. or lonely. You see that when you be ready to teach you or be a friend but if you don't speak it they don't you can't have people around you or something of the sort so yeah. people have to try to learn the language it's not going to be easy it's not going to just come like one two three or something yeah. like that but it, it's definitely not that type be, of language yeah that's for sure. <laughs> not, oh, not this nordic language or something like that mm -hmm. even they themselves they, they will tell you that it's very difficult yeah absolutely <laughs> Okay. Well, one of the questions I ask everybody. <laughs> How do you like Iceland? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, it's more like... That was the question we used to hear before. <laughs> well, it's, what is your favorite Icelandic word or phrase? Oh, do I have any? Let me see. Uh, you know, when uh, I started the school, mm -hmm. uh we were taught how to say the time mm -hmm. or you ask somebody about the time. I'm like, why should we go and say all this <laughs> long syllable? Uh, um, sometimes I even forget the, uh, the those, you know, like, uh, get it to say to me, yeah. I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. Or Kvarakulkan. Yeah. yeah. You can say that. Simple. Yeah. Why do you have to go to this long sentence to come? To, <laughs> to I feel like that's a very, like, yeah. polite way more. To yeah. The longer, yeah, that's yeah. The longest one is, like, the polite one and sent. Me, a foreigner, it's, I want something quick that yeah. I can remember. Yeah. Or... Um, Katka Klusete. It's uh, like yeah, the, yeah, the gents. Yeah. That was my loving one. I'm like, <laughs> how can I remember to say that? Kwena Klusete. Katka Klusete. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so sometimes it's so kind of like, you know, I hate it mostly like if it's like three syllable that I have to find a way to break them. So I can be able to say them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a favorite place in Iceland? 
like like to go visit or the nature yeah oh my god mm-hmm. and I go there <laughs> i'm just like in heaven so i love going to the nature mostly that's it even it can be like from it can be a stone thrown from my house the moment i go there i feel fine yeah in my home the two there are two places I spend most of my time. Okay. It's my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that kitchen. Of course, eh? And uh, looking through this mountain. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I lost myself in my husband usually was like, Are you okay? <laughs> what are you doing? I can stand there one hour or whatever. Wow. And you know, you know, because my house is close to the Morgan Blade. Eh? Yeah. And then you can see the hill and oh my god. To Asia. Yeah. I stand there and look then you see it's like I empty my mind mm. and I get another energy into it I will get a lot of business ideas cooking ideas everything over the mountain nice that's awesome <laughs> yeah so I love it so much I love it I'm like my husband unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> you can stand here all this time you know it's like I don't know my job involves standing, mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm kind of used to it. Right. So when I come back home, instead of sitting down to relax my legs or blah, 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 I stand by the window and I just sit down like this. <laughs> and I look around and I'm like, I feel so comfortable yeah. and forget that I came back from work and I'm tired or something. Yeah. Like I love it just That's like awesome. that. Yeah. I can I can understand. I've definitely yeah. just gotten lost. It's, and also just I, I when I go out too and you get surrounded by nature, uh-huh. it's so I mean, I actually get a lot of thoughts as well. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a burden. It doesn't feel like my mind is bursting. It feels like it's kind of like just flowing nicely. Yeah. Just cool. You you feel like I don't know how to put it for you. Um you know, it's like a in Iceland, we say Indonesia, like a renew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you feel like okay, there's no stress. You feel like oh, you have emptying yourself, your mind, your thought, or everything, and then like getting a fresh air. And mm-hmm. a, yeah, that's kind of like it's almost like a meditation. Re- yeah, exactly. Sometimes you know, when I came, I brought a lot of books with me. Yeah. So because for the six months or whatever, the first year I wasn't working. So I go around and I have my books with me and I can just lie down on the lawns and reading and mm-hmm. I fall asleep in some garden and then I wake up and I continue my journey. I walk a lot, so almost, because by then we were living close to the big church. Okay. So I can go to the beach at the university side, just walk from there to those places. Yeah, Okay. Then I come back, so I just love it. I love the nature. Yeah, so you're just walking around downtown. And yeah, everything. at the beach side there. Yeah, awesome. <gasps> yeah, great. to not Natos Vake or where I go there sometimes just to walk around there. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. nice. And that's, I think, the most powerful part about Iceland, for yeah. sure. I mean, the people but, are amazing in their own way. Yeah. But the nature is just... A plus. Really just pulls you in in a different way. If you allow yourself to connect with it. Yeah, you will. You will. You know, um, recently, just last summer, even though it was uh, around the COVID time also, but when, you know, at Leda Dalle. Yeah. I go there often to walk like five kilometers or six or something. When I'm walking around this, when I come around the trees, I'm like, oh, okay, here will be very nice if you have your mat, like tepe. You just put it down. 
lie down there or sit down and meditate or mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Then I, I start just have, I always see some kind of like positive opportunity in almost everything when I go to the nation. Yeah. Yeah. My, one of my friends was telling me, you're supposed to be like a personal coach. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ah, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with that. So, <laughs> you say, look, look, all the things when you are telling me about the nature. And, I, and I'm, I, she, she was telling me, she said, she doesn't know why I don't want to do like these things. I'm like, I don't think... I love it, but yeah. I don't think uh, I see myself in it yeah. going to um, be like a trainer for somebody or probably not now. My mind is not yeah. on that now. Or something, yeah. or something. You need to yeah. figure out what makes sense for you yeah. and how you want to express that. that. She, yeah. see, she, she saw, sees that in me and I'm like, no, I don't think I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm there. <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah, I told them, don't you even think that I must first understand that language, <laughs> coaching somebody? And then she'll be like, look at what you are bringing in now. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't think I have to understand that term. What I'm going to be telling the person, but all this thing you are saying, you can teach somebody, somebody need that. Yeah. I'm like, but I don't have to teach somebody to get paid for it. It's free. <laughs> because you are from Africa, you give your thought, your ideas, uh, everything free. Okay, I see. You know, in Europe, you do everything, get paid for it. But in Africa, somebody can even spend her whole, whole day teaching you, telling you what to do without a penny. Mm. So maybe... I'm still in that area. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and it is hard. Also, as women, we're not taught necessarily how to advocate for ourselves in that way. Like, you know, like how to negotiate and yeah. like that. So it feels like, oh, I just know this and I want to help you. Yeah. So I'll just share it with you. Exactly. And in reality, people are charging for not knowing even as much. <laughs> but they're I, still I getting that the money. Yeah, yeah. It's a value. Yeah. yeah. We, we just feel like, oh, we want to help this one to stand... Uh, Come on, fight it, like uh, to also build herself or yeah. come up or stand on her, her own or something like that. We are very good at that, actually. But to do it for money is something that we have not come to that realization yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is slowly but surely. Ah, yeah, it will be. It will come because sometimes when when I listen to some webinars and I'm like, but these things we just give it freely. Teach people free in Africa. <laughs> we, we don't know that it's money we are wasting yeah. or what, losing or something. Maybe the right word or something. I'm like, sometimes some things people like people are like, hey, you have to do this and the certificate. I'm like, ah, what is it that we don't know to do it? <laughs> you know, I went to nurses training. Uh, how do you call it? Super leader now. And then uh, taking care of the, the patient, I'm like, huh. Me, I know this from Africa. Our grandmothers do this, they do that. They have not been to school to have certificate to do this. But in Europe, we ha- you have to have certificate to do that. Yeah, interesting. And I, I'm like, what? Yeah. All the time. Still, I'm like, when I went, I'm like, ah, my grandma used to do this. I learned this doing this from my grandma. Mm-hmm. But I cannot go to the old people's home now, telling them I have experience with it. They are, they are not going to accept me. Yeah, you have to have that education. Paper. Yeah. <laughs> education on paper. Yeah. And 
excuse me to say, people have the education on paper, but they don't have the experience. Mm -hmm. The practical side, they are losing it, boom, big time. Yeah. And most of the, as the foreigners, we are like, we always just shake our head. (laughs) That must be hard too, especially when you don't have the language part yet. Yeah. And, but you have the experience and you come and it's like, you're devalued or not considered valuable because you can't communicate, but it's like, but I've been doing this for 20 years or something, you know, and I could be able to provide and show you how to do this, but you're not even looking at my experience as valuable because it came from a country that you don't know much about or you don't know much, you know, you don't equate it the same way. Exactly. They don't look at it. you just like... You don't know it. Mm. I was talking to somebody last. Uh, you have to do this and that. I said, don't you think I work with food or in kitchen well enough to know mm. that, that you have to instruct me how to do it? You can tell me this is how you want to have it, fine. But maybe you just give it to me. I do it my way. So when you test it, you tell me it's not good. Mm. And you're like, okay. Oh my God, I do y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, Mama Ghana. Here you are. Yeah. Yeah, I do find that interesting. I've, I've talked to some people about the fact that, like, there is this, um, if you don't, not, you could even have the education, meaning you have a certificate or yeah. a diploma from another country, country, but it's still not considered, considered. enough. No, right. except it's done in Iceland. Yeah, or, or, or it's coffee. done in another place that they know. Yeah, they know. If you are from Norway, Denmark, Sweden, or blah, 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 you, I don't think you have a problem like somebody from Africa. Yeah. Because uh, I know some people who have a teacher education, trained teachers from Africa, or Ghana to be specific, because those are the people I know. They couldn't get a job to do with their teaching certificate or diploma, whatever they brought from Africa. Wow. So until they have to go to the university to do another extra two years or what I think, if I remember very well, yeah. Yeah, and that's really hard. And also mentally, it's hard yeah. because you're feeling like I went all through all of this, yeah. you know, trouble and education, and yeah. it's not applicable here because you don't know that where I'm from, we yeah. actually do this well enough. Or, you know, it's, it's one of those systems that it makes it a little bit more complicated, but yeah, it also works much. on the psyche of like how people are valued based yeah. on where you're from. Exactly. And that never feels good. You don't it, feel you that is happening to you. Right. It's not a fun thing. No, no it's not fun no. at all. You feel like, oh, so I've wasted my years in school. Does it mean that it's only you have to be in your own country so that your certificate can be valued, mm-hmm. you know? So why do we go to school then? Yeah. Why do we have to travel abroad? You think you're doing the same English or you it's international, so when you travel, you can still use it or something. Probably, apart from being UK and America or something, other European countries, sorry, yeah, you that's yeah. how they get this. They're not gonna look at it, right? Yeah, that is really good insight as well yeah. for people who are interested in coming to other countries. I mean, just not just Iceland, other countries do this as well. And yeah, it can be, it's not only in Iceland, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the U.S. does it for people like 
if you're coming from another country that they don't consider to be, you know, yeah. um, of providing the education that they consider to be right. It's yeah. just like, I, mean, I know people who have been doctors in other countries came to the U S and it's like, well, you have to go through yeah. because we don't accept that. Yeah. And it's like, Whoa, okay. You have to go to medical school again. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> you yeah. know, like this is intense. You go mad. So, but yeah, such so is life, happen. I guess. Yeah. It's and, I do, though, appreciate you so much coming to sit down with me. This has been a pleasure getting to know you. Me too. And for you sharing your experience, Mama Ghana. Of course, I'm looking forward to having more of your food because it's delicious. Thank you. <laughs> you speak vegan things, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so. good. It's my pleasure meeting you as well and I'll be able to do something like this. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so much. Actually... To be honest, also, this is also like my first time doing the poker, uh, is it called podcast, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for somebody. And it's my sister. Yes. So, yes, exactly. I'm glad. Yeah, it makes me glad too. And I'm yeah. honored to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I am also just think it's so much fun to have someone like you around because I've been smiling constantly this whole interview. <laughs> it's just been really lovely. So thank yeah, you thank for, you too. for coming and, to talk with me. And pleasure is mine as well. Mm-hmm.